And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Outoflimitsradio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight, our feature guest is going to talk about the psychology of freedom and what you can do to empower yourself and liberate yourself from the elitist death cult and their vicious endgame plans for humanity. Very excited about this interview. This show is dedicated tonight to Brian Toronto. He is the gentleman who referred our featured guest. He's also someone that I've known since I was in kindergarten. We were five years old. We were buddies back then and we were growing up, we used to chase each other around the house with knives and fake blood. We were recreating Friday the 13th because we saw the films way too early. We were doing this before we were 10. So <laughs> it's so wonderful we came out as such well-adjusted human beings. But life is pretty interesting. Who would have thought that a person you were in kindergarten with would one day be a listener to your show and still connect and still have that uh, you know, that cool chemistry and bond? So uh, Brian, thank you. And let us begin tonight's show. Welcome into the program is Jason Kristoff. He is an expert in preventing you from experiencing self-sabotage. I'd say he's also an expert in psychology and seeing things from a clear picture. I discovered his podcast about a week ago, and I tell you, there was a stream of consciousness out there, very powerful, made me think about a lot of different things. And we have a link. His podcast is called The Psychology of Freedom. You can learn about Jason by going to jchristoff.com. Jason, welcome to our show. Hey, thank you for having me, Ryan. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. Well, I want to go into the big elephant in the room. One of the things you were discussing is that this COVID vaccine that they're pushing upon people, listening to some of your shows, according to you, you're saying that this could probably be something where It'll be the annihilation of, of millions of people. They're going to give it to you. What, apparently, you, you can experience infertility or you'll be paralyzed or you'll die. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, you know, probably could happen. But at the same time, if that was going to happen, one, why would they be doing it? And two, I mean, if they would have gotten rid of people a long time ago, why wouldn't they be doing it with um, the flu vaccine and all those other vaccines? Well, yeah, those are some big questions. <laughs> That's why I went to Definitely, yeah. Way to throw that one into the uh, forum <laughs> right away. But I know we only have 40 minutes. But, you know, the, the, and it does sound like something I would say, of course. But uh, Bill Gates has already come on a an interview himself and said the side effects could be one in 100,000. And... The, the the Moderna is one of the leading candidates trying to license the COVID vaccine. And they just had results where 80% of the participants in their high, high dose group had a certain level of reaction that saw them uh, in need of medical care. So you can imagine vaccinating you know, 8 billion people and 80% of 8 billion, what it, what is that? 6.4 billion people having an adverse reaction. And this is an, this is a vaccine that has not been used on human population before. It's an RNA vaccine. And to my understanding, it's, it's basically programs our own genetic code to produce, um, something that we're going to have an immune reaction toward like it even it's going to hijack our RNA replication process and that RNA replication process is going to produce something similar to COVID so that we have 
a immune reaction to it. And there's a reason there's not a, a coronavirus vaccine because they've tried to get coronavirus vaccines licensed already. But what they've found in the animal trials is when they inject the coronavirus vaccine, everything seems okay. But when they put the test animals out into the real world populations, the as soon as it comes up against something like a pathogen, uh, that pathogen seems to, it kills the, the research animals. So this is a very uh, new vaccine. It's a very new technology. It's never been used before on the human population. And there, there's also a reason why, like in Canada, we, our, Canadian, our Canadian government and our provincial governments have maintained the state of emergency declaration because when you're in a state of emergency declaration, you can bypass all scientific standards for vaccine approval. And a lot of uh, citizens in each country aren't aware of this. The recovery rate from COVID is 99.9%. So why would you have to vaccinate a population when the recovery rate is 99.9%? And why would you need to maintain a state of emergency declaration when, again, we're talking about a, um, a situation, a sickness where most people survive? It's almost 100 percent. And it's weird. And the, yeah. And the reason they're pushing for that state of emergency declaration extension with no sort of basis to that, there's no scientific validity that the government can table that would justify them extending the state of emergency. And you can see the vaccine manufacturers making a big play here where they can bypass all regulatory administration and put out a vaccine that hasn't been tested whatsoever. And once that emergency declaration is in play as well, you um, you avoid legal liability for any vaccination that you push on the public at that particular time. I'm not too sure how many people are aware of that. So maybe you could give me a follow-up question and, and we can go. One of your shows about saying how most people, I guess when you look at the vaccine warnings, they really don't, they, they don't even say that they're going to be effective. And they also say that they could cause a lot of horrible things. But when I listened to a couple of your shows, Say that you know once people start getting this, there's a according to you say there's a probability that they're probably not going to be around too longer. I mean, why do you think, based on what you've known or studied about secret societies, based on what you've studied about this, why do you think they're making their play right now? I mean, if people start getting this vaccine and they start dying, don't you think there's going to be some kind of uh, backlash if people are going to start rebelling at some point if they start seeing you know friends, families getting this thing dying really quickly? Yes, there there will be a backlash, but the way psychology works is they're aware of the the powers that be are aware of every step that's gonna that's going to follow. So they're aware that this vaccine is going to hurt or cripple or injure or kill many people. Just like a, a lot of people aren't aware that vaccines do have a kill rate that is it's kept from the public the vaccine insert that you were alluding to earlier you're supposed to be get, the vaccine insert is the legal document that comes with every vaccine and it's written by the vaccine makers legal department and that if you look at all vaccine inserts under the medical law of informed consent because vaccines can kill and cripple and are proven to kill and cripple and admitted to having the potential to kill and cripple, you're supposed to be giving the, given the vaccine insert with enough time to read it and enough time to ask questions about it. Because all vaccine inserts, again, written by the legal department of the vaccine makers, will say that the vaccine has the potential to kill or cripple, plus the vaccine maker will not guarantee immunity. So a lot of people aren't aware that even when they go get a regular vaccine, let's put aside the COVID vaccine for a second, that you're supposed to be giving the, you're supposed to be aware that the vaccine can kill or cripple, and you're supposed to be aware that it doesn't really uh, have a guaranteed promise to make you immune. And 
that's when you go to the doctor now in most situations most uh, general practitioner situations the doctor will actually uh, make it a point to hide that vaccine insert from you even though it's the medical law of informed consent to give it to you before vaccination and if you look at the statistics which uh, Dell Bigtree has reviewed in a in a video that I can send you Ryan I don't know if there's a some show notes you can of course you can absolutely we, we, we're gonna put it on there yeah yeah so i'll get that video for you and the the side effects a lot of times in the media um and this media as well is going to spin if there is any deaths or crippling or maiming from the uh, the covid vaccine of course the media who's already been lying to the public on mass will simply reframe that um, the, the, those side effects as COVID themselves. So that's gonna be like putting fire out with gasoline. So if you get all of a sudden a whole bunch of senior citizens or minorities um, dropping dead on the streets, but it's within seven days of their vaccination, the media is gonna rush in and reframe that as deaths from COVID or sicknesses from COVID which gets a whole bunch of other TV watchers off the couch and rushing to, to the vaccine clinics, which again, will only increase the cripple and death rate. Now, why would, why would anybody organize something like this? Like a lot of people don't understand the history of this planet or who sort of masquerading as our government officials, but it's like any other firm, just, the you know if you're farming say red cedars there's a point where the farmer will make sure the red cedar grows and gets everything it needs and the red cedar might think that the farmer loves them but does the farmer really love them or is the farmer just making sure to get the red cedar the proper height before the harvest wow. so like all yeah like all farming operations the cows get treated really really well until it's the slaughter time now, in this particular situation, if you were to compare it to a farming situation, we have a lot of cattle that can no longer produce milk, and we have a lot of cattle that can their meat is no longer sellable, and those would be called the senior citizens. And the senior citizens in the U.S. or Canada, in Canada, our senior citizens re, uh, receive about $1,500 to $2,000 per month. And if they're in a in a senior citizen home, they might get topped up to four thousand or forty five hundred per month. And it's like any other farming operation. If you have a thousand head of cattle that no longer can produce milk and the meat's too old to sell, just to maintain those cattle, the thousand head, it's probably going to cost you about twenty five hundred dollars a day in labor and water and shoveling the manure and et cetera, et cetera. So if you slaughter all the animals, you're already making $2,500 per day. Does that make sense economically? It does. And also sounds like the idea of a total sociopath and psychopath, which I seems to be the, the, the common thread of most of these supposed leaders. Yeah, the thing about the leaders, and it, it ties into uh, a very long hidden history of our planet is the average person is not aware that uh, the politics is more it's a lightning rod for our most dysfunctional um, citizens and they are there's a, there's a you know there's always an average amount of sociopaths sociopaths and psychopaths and they like power and they like dominating they have very uh, very different psychological profiles than the average person so when a psycho psychopath or sociopath who are littered throughout government sees that they could recapture, we call it an economic recapture. If I could recapture $2,500 per month per senior so I don't have to pay it out, and there's about three or four million, there's actually five million seniors in Canada right now over the age of 70. So you can just kind of do the math and the sociopath and the psychopath. That, that's why these vaccines are in play. The vaccines themselves, before the COVID vaccine is even talked about, there, there is no legitimate science to prove vaccines make you immune in real world populations. All vaccine 
science is based on. I inject you with something and you develop a, a adequate amount of antibodies. Now they've told you through the media and through movies that developing antibodies after a vaccination is, is, a, is equal to you having immunity, but they're not telling you of all the experiments where say there was a there was a private school in Corpus Christi, Texas, and I can get you a doctor as well that testifies to this fact. She's passed on. Her name is T Dr. Tony Burke, but she's a medical doctor. And th this sort of uh, study and research, cited piece of research, is very obvious that there's a problem with vaccine mythology, is that the whole school was vaccinated against the measles, and then it was 99% coverage of the measles for the vaccine in the students. And then they, everyone came down with the measles after the vaccination and then they drew their blood. And I think it was 95% had uh, the full antibodies to the measles virus. So Isn't antibodies the, does weird. not equate to immunity. It's weird. I don't know. I, maybe this is maybe I'm one of the strange person in the room, but I feel like right now I see people walking around, standing six feet apart, wearing a mask, which I've never understood. They're doing that and locking themselves inside because they don't want to get coronavirus. Yet they are going to line up like they're buying a new iPhone before it comes out to get injected with coronavirus under their skin to protect them. There's, there's something weird. Is this black magic being put in play? Or are collective people really that stupid? Or am I insane? Am I insane? And maybe I'm not going along with the program because I can't figure out which one it is. Well, basically, you're not insane. What All right. You're seeing, what, what you're <laughs> seeing today is the psychology of, the human, of human behavior is a lot different than what we're told. The, the psychology of human behavior, uh, our behavior is formulated on our behalf by a part of the brain called the subconscious. And the subconscious is actually there to protect us. It's not a malfunction. It's not some sort of break in the, in the human wiring. Our subconscious is basically looks out into the world and looks for the safe thing to say the safe thing to do, the safe thing to wear, the safe thing to uh, talk about down at the coffee shop. And a lot of people don't understand it's their subconscious that makes these judgments. And then the subconscious pushes the directions or the script forward to our conscious mind and we act it out. In most cases, the subconscious is in complete control of the person's behavior. And it's the subconscious that determines our behavior through the repetitive stimuli it sees out in the environment. So when you have someone basically wearing a mask, the way human behavior is manufactured in the subconscious, they're only doing so because they've been seen so many photos or real people wearing masks and the subconscious instantly comes to the conclusion that being in the herd or being in the group or, and wearing masks in, in the flock is a lot safer to, to act out than not wearing the masks. So the subconscious is simply based on what's the safest behavior for me to act out, even if that behavior makes me die early. So I tell people, if you want to see this in real time and in, in its most odd form, think of a kamikaze pilot. So a kamikaze pilot has a subconscious brain, and that, that's a, a pilot in World War II Japan that would load their bomber with them in it and crash it into aircraft, um, like other boats. So uh, you're aware of a kamikaze pilot, right? So the subconscious of the kamikaze pilot might have started when the child was 16 or 17, walking by the public square in Tokyo, and all the public adoration toward all the other pilots and all the positive reinforcement and all the love and all the emotion is what sort of triggers the subconscious to say, hey, let's go do that over there. It seems like a safe thing to do. 
So the subconscious makes the script, pushes it forward to the conscious brain to say, let's go be um, a kamikaze pilot, and then everybody's going to love me, and I'm going to live happily ever after. This is how illogical the subconscious brain is. It will act out behaviors that are detrimental to your life just so that you fit in. So eventually the kamikaze pilot fits in so much they kill themselves. And this is the same thing you're going to see with the, the, the coronavirus vaccine or any vaccine. Um, people are getting the vaccines because they see so many repetitive images on the TV and in the newspaper and listening on the radio that the subconscious brain, which is not logical or rational, says, this is what the bigger group is doing. Please follow for your security. And this is the psychology that our human farmers use against us daily. And that's why the German Nazi propaganda um, motto was tell a big lie and tell it as many times as you can, because it's the repetition that triggers the subconscious brain to follow. So it doesn't really matter what you tell a human. If you make it repetitive and you get other people doing it around you, most people, probably about 70% of the people, will follow without question or resistance. So it's just basically that's what's called mind control. You can control someone's subconscious mind through repetitive stimuli, therefore hijacking their behavior and making them do what you want to do. I hope that makes some sense. It makes some sense. It actually makes a lot of sense. And I'm wondering if there's something a little more sinister about it because, geez, I've gone through a little crazy stuff lately. I'm hemorrhaging some friends, like some long-term friends. I had one person who... I said it'd be a real close friend. They were locked in prison for about 17 years. He questioned 9-11. So this is a person who would be considered to be like, you consider him the personal alternative media like a, and a teacher. And then I had some other friends that were really close, but like they are, they are defending the gospel uh, of the government on this thing. And because of that, because I'm not like bowing to it, because I'm questioning it, they don't, they don't want anything to do with me. It's weird. And I feel like, wow, it got to them too. So, what do you think about about this? That it's if it's getting people, even an alternative media, even critical thinking, how is there something more sinister about it? Is there a metaphysical element that maybe we're not seeing that this is actually like, you know, being utilized by a consciousness, uh, maybe dark, bigger than humanity, but maybe more darker, sinister, more powerful than we can expect? Well, you, you, there's definitely uh, ancient scriptures that are kept from the public regarding the people who migrate toward the power positions in our society. They're said to be uh, different than us. It's kind of like, by their fruits, you shall know them. So what our ancient forefathers and foremothers tried to warn us was that all the humans look the same, and it's only through their behavior that you can tell the rotten ones. And we sort of forgot that. Where the, the behavior being exhibited by our world leaders right now is definitely psychopathic, sociopathic. And if you go back into the ancient scriptures, um, there are warnings about this type of human or what this sort of looks like a human, but doesn't really act like a human. But the reason your friends are, a lot of people are moving over toward the mind control, it simply follows a very firm psychological uh, law that the more pressure you apply on someone to follow or like to be part of the herd, the more people will comply. So this is the biggest psychological operation in regards to pressure of any other psychological operation pushed on the human, on the human group in recorded history. You, when, when COVID came out, your, my phone was going off with alerts. Like the, it hijacked the Amber Alert um, network on my phone, but to warn me about COVID. And then every every company I have ever dealt with on the internet sent me emails about what they're doing for COVID. Every station was about COVID. Every radio station, every newspaper, and they—that's why your—that's why the propaganda got the better of your friend, because it was more pressure that's ever been put before. In the way the subconscious brain works, it knows that if you don't follow, you will be punished in the minority. So 
the pressure was so big for him to conform, he actually went over to the majority, even though he didn't completely agree with it. So that, that they're well aware of, like they study these psych psychological tangents at places like the Tavistock Institute in the UK and various universities in the US where they learn how to hack, um, they learn how to hack the human mind and they know that if they, like through even animal experiments, they know that you can't force an animal to say, eat poison. But if you modify the environment, eventually the animal will get hungry enough to go eat the poison. So you can't grab the animal's neck and force it into the bowl. You have to modify the environment and then the animal will do what you want it to in the first place. So all our human farmers are doing is manipulating the human environment and people will go and very soon line up to inject themselves with poison. And like any other poison, it's just going to make them more ill. And, and the goal is um, there was a whistleblower as well out of the UK said to be out of the Research Institute of GlaxoSmithKline, which is one of the major vaccine makers. And the whistleblower said that the, you know, the vaccine in the UK from GlaxoSmithKline was going to be laced with HCG, which is a known anti-fertility agent. So, yeah, and the, and the anti-fertility agent was also used on uh, the African population about five years ago. There was a big outcry in certain African uh, nations because they were analyzing the vaccines over there, finding HCG, which makes them males and females infertile. So you can see the depopulation yeah. angle to this sort of uh, operation. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I'd like to bring to your attention, I, some of you think we've all known Larkin Rose, because I have listened to his shows and listened to some of his talks, and he always gives me hope. Because I feel like he's pointed out, he said, look, you can't give the ruling class too much credit. He said, in some ways they're stupid. He said the rollout for COVID was a real dumb thing because it's going to bring a lot of uh, negative attention on the ruling class. And people are going to turn away from this. And he said that liberty has got a chance of you know, reaching more people now because people are going to be so devastated because of all, the, of all these shutdowns. So he, he tends to be a little more hopeful about this. I'm wondering, where do you see, um, where do you stand as far as his philosophies go? Do you think that uh, the elites really do have all these things lined up or in some way, shape, or form? Are they subject to error? Could they be making a big mistake? And I think, uh, I think Larkin's got a good point. I know this COVID um, operation has been in, in, in the works for about 15 or 20 years. And I think it was rolled out in a very sloppy manner. <laughs> I think they knew they had to do it. They're just trying to buffer the awakening. And the fence sitters right now are getting very uncomfortable. So the people who would call me tinfoil hat wearer or conspiracy theorists are starting to email me. And they're emailing truthers all around the world saying, you know what, I thought you were sort of off off your rocker a little bit 10 years ago and what you're saying is coming true and the awakening is very rapid right now almost i personally i can't believe how many people are awake the guy that was fixing my pool knew what was going on the guy bagging my groceries knows what's going on <laughs> the guy fixing my treadmill knows what's going on and they're telling me stuff very advanced things about the agenda that only deep truthers would ever know so how do how does everybody starting to know this the, um i listened to a podcast last night i think it was with david ike and he said the truth the fence sitters are getting very uncomfortable because all the evidence is in in favor that the government is rotten to the core and that they're all connected they're all ruling families collected uh connected by blood lineage and they're in the thing about that sort of inbreeding blood lineage line that, again, is written about in the ancient manuscripts, they've never been at the top of their IQ game. That's one of their main characteristics, is they're not that smart. They use the humans to make all their inventions. 
they know how to manipulate, but they don't know how to create things on their own. So they can dream of a machine gun, but they could never make it. They need one of us to be mind controlled into making it. So this, this group is notoriously low IQ, and they're not very strong either. They're not the strongest specimens. So they have a very set uh, list. They have a set criteria of characteristics. They're very easy to topple if people would just start to, we need um, more people in the, in the lower positions of power in the police and the military to start understanding that they've been mind controlled since they were children to be obedient, reflexively obedient order takers. And the orders that are gonna be coming down are gonna be more and more immoral and more unethical as the fake, fraudulent, and false COVID pandemic rolls forward. So we're, we're, we're counting, if we can count on some more awakening in the military forces, because it's always the military forces that are most mind controlled by these very ancient groups to execute these, you know, these immoral, more uh, very dangerous orders regarding this time, it's going to be an untested COVID vaccine, which is, basically has the same ingredients as vaccines today, which is documented poison. So we're just hoping the nurses, the doctors, people in military, teachers, everybody working for the government stands up and sort of pushes back a little bit on some of these immoral directives. I hope, I hope that answered your question. Answer They're that. easy to topple if we can just get some more people involved here. Right. They're easy to topple. I wonder why why are they succeeding in manipulating so many people on the mind control level? And also, at the same time, if you want to influence these individuals in lower levels, government, I mean, how would how are you able to do that if they are getting the uh, watching, getting the, the daily dose of manipulation from the media or, or daily dose of peer pressure from the people around them? Now you have people that are, are doing the government's bidding by enforcing their their own the government's own tyranny, like mocking people there always somebody out there videotaping someone for not wearing masks you don't care about people look at you you know it's <laughs> yeah. crazy yeah that's definitely going on i tell people the easiest way to awaken um number one is you get healthy that's why there's all always a when you want to put someone under mind control which is basically to infiltrate their subconscious mind with repetitive messages the subconscious is a lot more open for manipulation if the person's toxic. I tell people uh, through my research that the best mind control drug ever developed is coffee. If you're a coffee drinker, you have very little chance of seeing through the veil. And of course, all the other poisons trigger the subconscious to be wide open and shut down the conscious, the rational conscious thought. So that, this is why the government, everything's connected, right? So it's like a watch. There's 150 pieces to a watch, and they all work together to achieve one goal. Uh, this is why the government has always had a war on health and always trying to put toxic fluoride in your toothpaste and in your water, mercury teeth fillings, Teflon pans, microwave food, pesticides on your non-organic food. It's all it's a poison based system because the more poisoned you are, the easier you are to hack your subconscious brain. So I tell people, if you're looking to open up and become fully human again, you got to get healthy first. The TV is the second biggest threat. The TV is just has all the same repetitive messages and Hollywood film has been putting these repetitive imprints into our subconscious um for 50 70 years like the most frequent uh, image in hollywood film in the first 15 minutes is coffee because they know if you see coffee you'll drink coffee that's how the subconscious mind works in the movie fight club there was a starbucks coffee uh, cup in every scene of fight club and i'm not too sure if you're aware but bill gates and his father william gates senior were the original seed funders of Starbucks. So again, like 150 he's pieces in a watch. Bastard. He is um, he's, like he's, David. He's got his tentacles and everything that's evil. Like he, everyone's like, oh, he's such a good person. He donates all this money. Well, 
Oh, he doesn't want to kill everyone. Yeah, the the thing about um, people like Bill Gates, they aren't who you think they are. And uh, David Icke had the best quote and said, Bill Gates might be the most evil man on the world. And can you believe that title, given the competition? <laughs> so, so, and he, the, the whether it's Bill Gates or George Soros or Celine Dion, uh, Brad Pitt, The Rock, uh, if you go back and see how these people were handpicked um, and what they have in common, the, these people are not non-related folk. They're not, they are related. Oh, the they are related. Everybody that you see, like, let's take uh, Hobbs and Shaw uh, as the Jason Statham and The Rock in their movie. This is why most people believe in viruses as deadly, viruses as spreading. If you go to a medical research library, none of that is validated. But if you watch Hobbs and Shaw, which is about a, a viral canister that can kill the world, if you watch a legend with Will Smith, if you watch... Um, Angels and Demons with Tom Hanks. You watch Outbreak with uh, Dustin Hoffman, 28 Days. The virus, the deadly virus vaccine savior genre was almost the biggest genre over the past 15 years because, again, it's about subconscious mind control. The average person is afraid of a sick person making them sick. And if you go back in the annals and the cited research of medicine and science, that experiment was done once and it completely failed. They had a hundred healthy people and a hundred people with the Spanish flu. We'll leave, we'll leave the fact of the Spanish flu out for discussion, but there was a hundred Spanish flu infected people and a hundred healthy people. They even drew the blood of the sick people. They took the snot of the sick people and they took the saliva and they actually injected it into the healthy people. A hundred healthy people injected with blood, snot, and saliva. Guess how many got sick? None. So what? see, the average person today has been mind-controlled to believe that the virus, a sick person can transfer their sickness over to them through something called viruses. And the only reason they believe that is because they have their PhD in Hollywood. Uh, uh, they got their PhD from Hollywood University. Um, uh... And th this is how the psychology uh, goes. Most people today, what they know about disease is from Hollywood movies, and it has no scientific validity whatsoever. Jason, I've listened to your shows, and you've often spoke about this death cult, this, this cult of you know people that have been doing these satanic, horrible rituals that I guess are utilizing the, the power of the dark to wield influence upon humanity. One of the things I enjoy doing I'm not doing the uh, outer limits as well. It's part of it is that I love researching near-death experiences to find out what happens when people die. And most of the time, I'm just talking just 98% of the time, they go someplace beautiful. They go and they, they come to some beautiful place, like their origin of uh, where they came from is, is wonderful. There's unconditional love. So I am trying to figure out, maybe I haven't found this out yet, but is there an army of light workers that are on this planet that we they've yet to be found like can we find these people can we unite with these people because if these sociopaths are utilizing the power of the dark shouldn't there be a counterbalance to them because i think that i i'm not just satisfied with influencing a couple of people in lower levels of government or military to change things i want to have a whole shift in a different direction like a, a, a conscious evolution where people, you know, we humanity lives where I think it could be, not in this way. I feel like we're living so, such a dark place and so underperforming. But it'd be nice to discover an army of light, or at least connect with other people who are part of this army of light. Uh, have you come across anything like that, or am I just rambling on? <laughs> the, the, there's definitely an awakening that's going on, but it has to do with um, there's different parts of the brain. So the best part of us uh, lives in a certain part of the brain just behind the forehead. It's called the prefrontal cortex. And it's where all of the love and compassion and um, you know, everything good about humanity lives in the prefrontal cortex. And that's why they call, you know, just up around, just around your eye, it's called the temple. And th they call it the temple because that's where God lives. So God lives in the prefrontal cortex and you can have communications with 
not like higher beings, but your higher self, your higher morality, your higher ethics. But when you're poisoned and when you're in fear, the prefrontal cortex shuts off and your limbic system turns on, which is sometimes called the reptilian brain or the hind brain or the R complex. And this part of the brain holds the worst of humanity. And there is no bad design of the human brain complex. When you're scared, you're supposed to be a little rough. You're supposed to be a little mean. You're supposed to be a little dark. Because if someone's, you know, if there's a crocodile coming towards your kid at a picnic, you go, you go into the limbic system because you might have to kill that crocodile, put your hand in its mouth, whatever it takes. So the rational thought and logical thought in the, in the limbic system is not, is not there. Uh, the awakening you're seeing is, is, a, is around the act, you know, when people engage in the activities that bring the meta- metabolism into peace, good sleep habits, um, getting in the sun, eating well, loving, uh, getting control of their, their inner psychology, you get an activation of the prefrontal cortex, which that would look like a light worker because they're, they're enlightened. And light carries uh, information. So it means information from the inside. An enlightened person means the information is coming within. And someone who's like a TV watcher, all the information that affects their behavior is coming from outside of themselves. So an enlightened person just means they're developing information to live their lives internally. And this is also why the, the people who rule us do 24-hour fear buffets on the TV and poison us back into the stone age with everything they do including vaccines because we when we're poisoned or in fear or afraid or we're malnourished it, it, it activates the limbic system which makes us dark now these people who rule us are dark by design there's i don't think there's any amount of psychology or good food or sun tanning or massage that could ever get their prefrontal cortexes back on. I know their agenda is to make us like them so that they don't stand out. I did a whole podcast on that That once. Yeah, they're trying to make us hold their characteristics. So then when they walk amongst us, we, we don't notice. So by polluting us with vaccines and Teflon pens and microwave food and Fitbits and cell phones and um, LED lights, I mean, everything they do, mercury teeth fillings, statin drugs, aspirin, birth control pill, you name it, it's all poison. And it's there for a reason. None of these things do what they're advertised to do. They're straight poison and they're to make us dumb, dark and easy to manipulate. That's what these poisons are for. So this, the awakening is happening because people are turning away from their, their systems of poisoning and fear. And as we turn away from their systems of poisoning and fear, we have a natural rising up of morality in our prefrontal cortex. And I encourage everybody to get as clean and healthy and compassionate as they can. And um, that's the only way to sort of dismantle the system going forward. We're trying to. And uh, that was a great answer. I really appreciate it. We interviewed Ron Paul about two weeks ago, and he said the reason is one of the reasons why we're seeing a lot of tyranny is because of a lack of morality. He said, he, he said people that are immoral, that don't think, that just really don't have any more values, they're right for this stuff. Like, you know, you need to have a good moral people to embrace freedom. And we had James Corbett on our show earlier this month. He recommend, I think it was one of his other interviews. He recommended this great book called The Politics of Obedience, The Discourse of Voluntary Servitude. And in this book, the, uh, the author explains that people go to tyranny willingly. And it, I guess his philosophy is that the only way you defeat that is by turning away from it. And that's where I wonder where the challenge is right now. I mean, just to define the army of light people, but how do you get people to turn away from something when they have all that media pressure, when their family and friends are pushing upon them. I mean, I was in a, a situation where I was in a pool yesterday and I was talking to some people. And I knew I was the only person that was even questioning vaccines. So I think that for the people, we got a work cut out for us. But what are some of the techniques that uh, you'd recommend <laughs> to kind of turn the tides in the opposite direction? Well, I think getting out and sand, sounding rational and logical. You notice when I do talk, I don't raise my voice and I 
try to explain things logically and rationally as I can. I, I try to keep on point. We, we shouldn't care what other people think at this point because it's either do or die. As Dr. Zach Bush said, we're in an extinction phase right now. So we, we might not even be around in 50 years. So speak your, speak your voice right now and speak it in a rational, logical way. If people are rude with you or argue with you, just block them and keep preaching to the people that do want to learn and do want to listen. Again, the cabal is very sloppy. Um, They're known to be sloppy, and they're known to be uh, obsessed with repetition. They don't have any new tricks up their sleeve, so you can really predict what they're going to do pretty easily. And you really just want to work with people who who want to prepare themselves for this upcoming second wave that's, you know, going to be based on the PCR, the uptake in PCR testing. And I'm sure we don't have time to get into that, but anything you want, anything you want to cover, I'd say I went along. This is, I think the world of your show and and especially. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the PCR test is, is the testing modality they're using for the, to confirm or deny COVID, but it was invented by a man called Kerry Mullis. He won the Nobel Prize for Science in 1993 for for the PCR test. And he's come out, he died last year, but they tried to use his test uh, to diagnose HIV during the HIV AIDS epidemic. And he came out and said, look, gentlemen, I invented this. It has nothing to do with confirming disease. And Oddly enough, it was Dr. Anthony Fauci that was behind the, the HIV AIDS epidemic and the testing. It's the, that's why these people are easy to predict, because it's the same scam over and over again, and it's the same actors. It's Fauci that was involved in pushing the PCR test on an you know, uninformed public back in the 80s, regarding, in the early 90s, regarding telling people if they were HIV positive or negative, and it's the same test being used today for COVID negative or COVID positive when the test has no ability to discern a sick person from a healthy person. You might as well get one of those magical eight balls from the novelty (laughs) shop and shake it because that's the accuracy of the PCR test. And can you imagine a, a pandemic or a virus so dangerous that the people who have it aren't even sick and don't even know they have it. Well, well, that's what the PCR test is being used to do. And that's how fake this it's pandemic weird. is. It's weird. We talked a lot on our show about the coming uh, crash based on how much money they're printing all the time. Do you think, have you ever gotten the sense that the crash could be an opening for humanity, that it could be so severe that humanity will probably have a chance to question and be in a tremendous amount of pain and really question and turn away from what's happening? Or do you think that they, maybe the collapse is something that the elites and sociopaths have planned? They're planning to, to crash this. They're planning on using this as a way to get rid of a bunch of people and put people on a new system of global tyranny. I think there's opportunities for that all around. I, I think a lot of, um, I think a lot of common people are starting to prepare for the economic crash. I know Jeff Berwick. I'm not sure. I mean, Larkin Rose and James Corbett and myself spoke at uh, Jeff Berwick's Anarchapoco this year. And Jeff Berwick has a very good uh, plan so that the average person can actually become a millionaire through the economic crash. And I, I don't know, Jeff, I, I say hi, I said hi to him in the hallways at Anarchapoco. If someone wanted to get prepared fully so that they could actually thrive in the economic crash, they can go to something called tdvsummit.com. That stands for the Dollar Vigilante Summit. So tdvsummit.com. And they can download uh, a two-day summit where the best speakers in the world told people how to get rich through the economic collapse. And yeah, I think um, there's going to be a big wealth transfer. I'm not sure if there's going to be as many people swept under the rug as well. But basically, yeah, there's this class Ryan of people that don't know what's going on. They're not getting prepared. And it's the same people that watch TV, put the mask on six foot distance. I mean, they just, they would slather peanut butter in their ass crack if the TV told them to. 
And and we all feel terrible for these people because they have no idea that their government is an historical group of blood-linked tyrants that fake, you know, they they say they're, they represent different countries. The borders are fake, Ryan. The flags are fake. The country names are fake. And all these people are, they've been nipping, they have been manipulating all of society for a very long time. So we feel very bad. I've like just the over, I was just talking to one of my family members because the biggest wealth transfer in history is going down right now. He made a $10,000 investment three months ago. He, he It's worth 700,000 today. That was only three months ago. And, and then, and I've done well with Jeff Berwick's information where I'm probably up 50 or 60 or 70,000, not doing anything, of course, just kind of putting my money here instead of there. And we, and the people who don't know any of this information are the same folks that are going to ask for this, uh, either it's going to be infertility vaccines. So I think there's going to be infertility vaccines and euthanasia ones. And I think the euthanasia ones will be transported into the poor minority neighborhoods. And I think the the infertility vaccine version will be given to the upper class neighborhoods because they know they can fight back, back legally and they're a lot smarter if things go wrong. And we'd like to warn everybody, but most people, because they're polluted and they've watched so much TV, they, they have this passionate love affair with government and media that is unbreakable. So I advise people to simply be logical, try to get the word out, try to help people. But when the revelation comes in the fall or early 2021, and you know this dark force comes for the TV watchers, I tell I, I've already told people lock the door and do not answer for anybody, because there there's it's gonna be it's gonna get crazy. When like what's what do you think is gonna happen in the fall in the twenty twenty one? Well, basically, when this vaccine rolls forward, whenever it does, it's going to kill and cripple, and the media already knows it's going to kill and cripple, and they're already at the ready to reframe the killing and the crippling as COVID, and then by doing that, they stir, and then of course they already have the pre-planned legal repercussions where they're going to say. You can't do this. You can't do that because COVID's back with a vengeance. They might close down the grocery store. They might say you got to get your vaccine before you go to your grocery store. So I've done a whole uh, 10 step. I did a podcast where I went over my my top 10 strategies for surviving that sort of cleansing of the TV watchers. It's going to be messy. It's going to be messy. We would like to help them all, but you know, when the person walks by that you're trying to help and and tells you to go F yourself because you're anti-vax and you know that the government's coming to kill them with the vaccine, I mean, what can you do? You can't do anything. You just kind of wish them uh, that it's quick and painless. That's the best you can wish them. I, I see some people, and, and there are also some people in my life that I'm, I tell you, I'm pleasantly surprised they're questioning. And people who I never thought were questioning, they're they're questioning. I'm like, oh, thank God, you're going to survive. Awesome, you're going to survive. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, it's pretty cool. And I listened to that show that you did about the, the top 10 tips. I think one of the things you said, you know, get firearms, get water, get prepared, get food, get gold, get silver. These are all things that, you know, we've been telling people on our show to prepare for the coming crash. But this thing, I wonder... Do you foresee the world clamping down and going into a, uh, a period of global tyranny, kind of like the Earth when it went to an ice age, and that we're going to have this for a long period of time before humanity ever regains its bearings and comes to love freedom once again? Because I feel like it's just so horrible that you know, in a very short period of time, all these civil liberties that people fought hundreds of years for, they were just surrendered without even a whimper by this current group of people on the planet. And I feel like our ancestors should be are probably so ashamed of us. Thank God they're not alive to see humanity get to this point. So I'm curious, do you, what do you think is going to happen in the future? Well, I think the evil will always come uh, to the extent where we're we're lazy. So societies like this attract evil, like rotten meat attracts the maggot. 
So until we become stronger, so if, if global tyranny were to roll out over the next two years, it would simply because we attracted it to remind us of how weak and lazy we really are. There's been tankerfuls of blood spilled to give us our freedoms and steal it back from the priest class. We used to be ruled by priests. And the priest would just say, you're going to do this because I said so. And it took us thousands of years to slit the throats of those priests and get to them and kill their bodyguards and burn their castles down and develop freedom. And then the people, we didn't slit them all. That's the problem. And they said, we're a weak group. We're a small group. We're, we're not very intelligent. And we're going to use psychology against them. And we're going to make those strong, freedom-loving Americans and Canadians and Europeans and Australians, we're going to make them so dumb and fat that they're going to forget about what, what actual freedom is. The price of freedom is constant vigilance. And today, most people will give up their freedom just to get a Starbucks coffee, to watch Netflix, to get a blowjob. Um, and that, that's, what's, that's what's going on here, is we're getting reminded, this isn't like, this sort of thing can't happen unless the society is overweight, medicated, sedated, tranquilized, disempowered, diseased, depressed, and disoriented. And we've been taken over by some very clever psychological black magic occultists through psychology and chemical sedation. And if we want to give back our freedoms and we want to stand as humans again, we have to understand that the coffee shops on every corner are there to sedate us. The liquor stores are there to make us weak and dumb. The pornography internet uh, you know, the pornography that litters our internet is there to break our bonds with our wives or break our bonds with other human beings. We have to realize all these things are there on purpose. The fluoride is there to give us brain damage, it has nothing to do with dental health. The mercury teeth fillings are there to give us brain damage as well. The antidepressants don't make people happy. They make them more depressed. And Everything's an illusion. Nothing is what it seems. And if we want to get our freedoms back, we have to realize we have to become strong again, which means eating real food, getting in the sun, getting proper sleep, having sex with people who love us, getting grounded, feeling the earth, growing organic food, loving our neighbors, con connecting and communicating with our neighbors and, and making sure our, our happy and positive energy spreads as wide and far as it can go. We can't lock ourselves in our house playing Fortnite, whacking off, smoking a joint, <laughs> and expect the evil not to come to our doors and say, I'm just going to outsource my responsibility to the reptilian government officials to take care of me for me. It doesn't work like that. And, and that's it. So is, is tyranny going to roll out? If it is, it has to. If it does, it absolutely has to, to wake up who's here. Like if, if it takes someone bayonetting your grandmother in your front yard to wake you up, nature will bayonet your grandmother in your front yard. I'll tell you that right now. So you can wake up now or you can wake up later, but nature will wake you up. And the more you ignore mother nature, she has her own steps, her own uh, stepped pyramid of awakening pain to send you. So there, there's not going to be a big enough coffee or a big enough joint to sedate from what's coming in the next 12 months. So we can all, we can all start getting healthy together and start understanding that the people who rule us have, they're not like us, and they're not our friends, and they're trying to hurt us, and they're even trying to kill our, our grandparents to steal their pension money back. They're trying, to, they're trying to make other people infertile. They don't like humans because they don't like themselves. So we can deal with them now, and it, or we can deal with them later when there's less of us. I suggest we deal with them right now. What's going to happen to them to the elites if humanity wakes up? I mean, do we have to physically remove them, kill them, get rid of them? How do we live in a world? Because I don't know how we can live in a world with them being here. 
it's kind of like, you know, how would you live in a house knowing that there's a psychopath with a gun potentially going to kill you? I mean, how, how, do we, how does humanity move beyond this? How do we get rid of them? Well, we, we all have to, it, it's a long road to get back to the proper form of masculine energy to where people can accept that, yes, we might have to take them out and in, in jail them. Or if they resist, we might have to remove them. Because these people, and if you start drawing the blood and sending their blood to various research institutes, and uh, you might have to go to those re research institutes and look over their shoulder, but you're going to find the blood lineage we're talking about. These people are not unrelated, and they're not exactly like you and me. They don't have morality. They don't have ethics. You can't rehab these people. They're, they've been dark since history has been written, and they, if you go back and find even manuscripts that are really, really rare, they've been dark for longer than we could even tell a story. Are there other people that have been light? Have there been people that have been on this planet that, that have been there battling? I mean, because I don't know. I feel like this is my this is my life. I don't. This is I'm here to to be. I want to be part of the solution. But are there lineages of light people <laughs> or light? Yeah, energy? guaranteed. I mean, you could look at. Uh, I mean, Jesus Christ. That wasn't his name. Jesus was his name. Christ means healer. So Christ is a title. So that uh, my my name's Jason Christoff. So it's not, it's not a last name. It's, it means healer, and off means repetitive cycle. So my name is Jason, re repetitive healer. They say someone like Jesus, all he did was get up in, 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 uh, in one of the temples and said, look, by their fruits you shall know them. See the people ruling. It's the same thing as today. The parallels between what Jesus was doing and what like the truth tellers are doing all we're doing is saying, look over, how can you be missing the fact that the people who rule us are corrupt, immoral, and unethical people who want nothing but dread, misery, and depression for us? So why are we standing in line to vote for them? Why are we putting up with them when there's so many of us? Because we're weak, because we like our coffee, because we like our wine at night, and we don't want to fight. No one wants to break their hand on a, on a police helmet, throwing a swing. No one wants to get tased. Well, great. But that's exactly what you're going to get. Because <laughs> nature nature's disgusted with you. That's what's coming. So, so that's the way nature works. If you keep ignoring your fiduciary duty here on the planet as guardian of the earth, it's called the pain teacher. And nature is famous for sending the pain teacher to awaken you. And that's where all the that's why there's so many truth. It's painful to live here, Ryan. Like I, I arrived agree. here and got, I, I arrived here circumcised but by the third day, got 30% of my penis cut off. Same here. No anesthetic. And then and then the people who, who watched that go down or condone that said I came out and they're cuddling me and saying they love me. This place is a mental asylum. And, <laughs> and if people, and change is needed, the, the doctor shouldn't be cutting the 30% of my penis off. My parents shouldn't be looking the other way because they're under subconscious mind control because they've seen repetitive images that it's, it's the right thing to do for your kid. It's the right thing to do for your kid if you live in a death cult. Because circumcision is a, an old satanic ritual from ancient Carthage. I could agree and people more. Don't, people don't know any of this stuff. So in short, just people, if you're listening out there, if you could just do something, two things I tell people, stop drinking coffee and turn off your TV. I'll tell you that right now. It'll make the biggest differences in your life. Coffee does things to your brain, and I've written on this and talked about, had podcasts on this. You have no idea what caffeine does to your brain. And the why do you think Bill Gates uh, seeded Starbucks? Because he knows that before some kind of mind control psyop like the one we're in, we got to get people as caffeinated as possible. And the TV is there to hack the caffeinated mind. So no caffeine, shut the TV up. Jason Christoph, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. I really love your insight 
And there are two different uh, sites we can go to. You can go to first off, go to jchristoff.com. Yeah, just go to the jchristoff one. Don't go to the other one because that's uh, that's my company. Oh, got it, got it. Uh, and- but if you want to find me, you can do you can find me on Instagram under Jason Kristoff. I'm on I'm on day 15 of a 30 day ban on Facebook. So oh if you want to if you want to that's that's <laughs> part of the course for me. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and uh, you know Psychology of Freedom, excellent podcast. Yeah, you can do that too. And uh, you know, just if if you don't want to research anything, just try and be healthy. Get to bed on time. Drink water. The TV and the coffee, they're the big two. If you want to see bigger change, if you want to be rich, if you want to be thin, coffee makes people overweight, puts on cellulite, uh, puts fat around your middle. It's not for fat burning. It's for fat gaining. Uh, Just try to remove the coffee and your life will be so much better. And you'll see things. You you won't have to listen to this this talk in a bewildered manner. You'll be like, yeah, yeah, I see it. No problem. (laughs) Nothing I haven't seen or thought about myself. But you'll only think like that if you diffuse your brain from the caffeine. So, Jason, thank you so much. Appreciate it. You're welcome, Ryan. Thank you for having me on. Okay, everyone. That concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of the Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our amazing guest, Mr. Jason Kristoff. And special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Ms. Carrie O'Connor, Ms. Constantellas, and Ms. Lisa McGarity, as well as our associate producer, Ms. Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. Until the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take good care, and thank you so much for listening. <laughs>